right, hello Facebook. And we're gonna go live on Instagram. Do a little Q&A today. Hope everyone's doing super well. Let's see if I can actually get this going. Live. Go live. We're live now also on Instagram. We've got some questions that came in today. Uh, so we're gonna pull this one up get started. Uh, feel free to drop questions in as we're here. But uh, before we get into anything else, I just want to say thanks for dropping in and thanks for uh, your questions in advance. Appreciate it. Um, this first question is uh, not that detail oriented in terms of uh, music or anything, but feel free to drop your questions in if you have any. If not, uh, you know, feel free to go back to your life. What's up, Jordan? What's up, Alton? I see a couple of you getting in here. Hope everyone's doing well. Dig the specs. Yeah, these are um, these are uh, blue light glasses. So if you don't know blue light glasses, blue light glasses are like to block out kind of the intensity of the computer screen so that you can stay on the computer longer. I've been teaching two weeks straight of jazz camps online. We did our Jazz Trombone Virtual Bootcamp last week, so I was running that last week and this week teaching with my nonprofit. We have a, a camp this week, so just kind of rolling with the online jazz camps, but uh, my eyes and head have been aching just a little bit. So uh, these are <clears throat> some blue light glasses and they definitely do help. So if you're a person that's spending a lot of time uh, on the computer this summer, I would highly recommend uh, checking them out. These ones are from uh, Movement, MVMT. They have a pretty, pretty uh, extensive online presence. So you can find it pretty easily. So feel free to drop in any questions, um, Jordan. Yeah, they're, they're, they work pretty well. Um, so Abram, Abram is a student from UNT uh, who asked this question, how disappointed were you that Denton Arts and Jazz was canceled? Uh, that, so Denton Arts and Jazz is uh, up in Denton where UNT is. Um, it's like the end of the year concert. It's the end of the year kind of celebration of the big bands. and. Uh, all the, all the UNT big bands play there. And so that got canceled obviously because of everything going on with the virus and everything. So got canceled. How disappointed was I? Everything has been canceled. So I'm pretty darn disappointed about most of 2020 being canceled. My last two gigs confirmed yesterday are canceled for the rest of the year. So uh, everything I was holding out for turned out that people are just a little too skeptical, a little too scared and don't want to risk it, which is uh, understandable. So everything's done now. So I think I'm just as disappointed about Denton Arts and Jazz being canceled as everything else being canceled. It's, uh, it's been quite a year. I'm sure we can all agree. But I'm excited to um, get to some stuff that I, uh, I want to share as people are typing in questions or thinking of things they want to talk about today. Um, like I said, I'm on break from another jazz camp, so I'll be out of here by one o'clock at one o'clock uh, central time, two o'clock Eastern. I have to, I'll be back teaching jazz camp with Doug Stone, who just joined. Hi, Doug. Hi, Doug. We're uh, teaching with the Institute for Creative Music, which is my nonprofit, and the University of Arkansas, a camp. This was the, the third or fourth year that we've done it. Uh, chatting with some you know, high school and adult students so uh, I hope you'll think about supporting musicians and educators trying to share this summer by going to you know whatever camps that you see. I know um, 
Alexa Tarantino and Stephen Feifke are running a camp that's next week. Uh, they're running a camp, I forget what it's called, but if you look up Alexa Tarantino, you can find her camp. Uh, I know Wynton Marcellus is gonna be a guest. She just announced that. So it'll be a pretty good camp, I think. Uh, hello, Udraznu, what's happening? Jorgino, what's happening, dude? We gotta do another video, man. We did a great video. I think it's on his channel, it's on, man, what was it called? Drop in the video that we did last year. We should do something else. But his question is, uh, my brother, what is your opinion on what you should be doing in this pandemic moment where we have no jobs? Um, well, you should be focusing, at least in my opinion, focusing on trying to build other forms of income and other ways of connecting with your audience, man. Like, you can't rely on gigs, you know, gigs, obviously our touch and go i know i think you're in brazil and it's even worse in brazil at the moment but it seems like it's getting worse in the states too so we're trying to keep up with you guys apparently uh but you got to find other ways to connect you know i trying to you know build up online educational stuff and finding ways to make make money off of um, collaborations and videos and just trying to live in the technology world of you know 2020 and uh you know, for me, it's just about being realistic. It's about being realistic to the current moment. Like we have what we can do, which is connect online. We can build our audience. We can collaborate. And so I'm just doubling down and investing in the future, man. I'm just looking to 2021, 2022, 2025, 2030, you know, and knowing that what I'm doing right now could definitely set up, you know, the future in terms of building uh, a wider audience, reaching more people, more students, being able to share more music. Um, so I'm I'm doubling down on content. I'm going hard with these live streams every week, um, making videos, collaborating with people that I haven't been able to because I haven't had enough time, working on a couple of records that, um, writing music for a couple of records for projects that has just been sitting on my list and I haven't been able to do it. This, I know it seems like the worst times to not have any gigs but for me it's been a really great time to get caught up on a lot of these ideas and to prep for the future to prep for what's coming you know um, so if you can I know it's tough with for you know everybody has to do what they need to do to survive but to kind of diversify yourself and figure out what are the other things you can do to like reach people what are the other things you can do to actually make money to you know make yourself be able to survive everyone's gonna have to find out what those things are you know lots of musicians have done other stuff in order to facilitate their creativity over the years and um, I think sometimes within musician communities we get this idea that like if you do anything else then you're a sellout and you're not a real musician or whatever you know people just think that that's what what's happening but it's just really not accurate you have to live life first and then be a musician you know you can't just figure that you're gonna uh, be able to survive the same way that we always have you know so for me I'm trying to be flexible trying to be able to keep moving and try to make make music what's up Josh Joshua Levinson saying hello I'm doing pretty well hope how's everything with you hope things are going well for you too uh, Josh Joshua is a great composer and trumpet and player trumpet player and educator in New York got to play a couple gigs uh, a couple it's been a couple years now but I hope we get to play again sometime soon but um, yeah so Jorgino I mean I hope we can 
get back to playing soon. I'd love to do another collaboration, man. If you want to play some some trombone duets, let's let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Um, so uh, something else that I'm doing, like I said, doubling down on content. If you can, uh, you're very welcome, Josh. Uh, happy to happy to give a shout out to a great musician. So uh, something that I'm doing to focus my efforts for July um, is doing this. Uh, I just decided to call it Christmas in July because <laughs> uh, I thought that was kind of funny. And so I've been doing shooting to do 25 uh, educational videos, little kind of snippet videos with PDFs uh, that will be coming starting on July 1st, so next week, Wednesday, uh, for 25. So not every day in July because, like, you know, 4th of July, people aren't going to be paying attention. But So 25 out of 31 days of July, there'll be a brand new video on my YouTube channel and probably also on Facebook and Instagram and such. But uh, with little like nuggets of stuff to work on, sometimes my videos can be kind of long or kind of complicated. So I tried to truncate them down, make them a little more fun. And uh, so those, that's coming, and that's been a big project of mine. I'm still editing all those videos down together. So that'll be fun. Jazz Trombone Christmas in July is coming next week. Uh, we'll probably talk about it when we do a Q&A next week too. But... Um, um, yeah, so Jorgino, I hope you can find some inspiration, man, and I hope we can play together sometime. He had asked a question over on Instagram for those that are on Facebook uh, right now, but I don't know, man. You just we just have to find other new ways of connecting with people, and you know, there's a whole movement. I don't know if you guys know about this whole thing, kind of a second. I don't know if it's a secondary genre or if it's kind of like a coexisting genre but something that I learned about like last week or two weeks ago is there's this whole lo-fi hip-hop jazz movement that's been happening on on Spotify and other streaming platforms and so if you're a person that can do like remixes and stuff like that of, of taking jazz recordings and um, making it hip hopified kind of Hello, him, star, 143. Thanks for being here. Henry Zuccarello is here. Hey, Henry. Henry came to camp last week. Henry was a great, a great. Uh, I think he's in Boston, young trombonist, making things happen. Um, yeah, lo I was talking about lo-fi hip-hop. So if you're a person that's into Ableton and can do that, I have a whole uh, stable of artists with Outside of Music. I'm wearing this Outside of Music t-shirt today. But a uh, whole stable of artists that are um, looking for collaborators to kind of go into this hip-hop hip lo-fi space. Um, this is kind of a new opportunity that to use instrumental music, uh, maybe not for the explicit reason of just listening to it, but maybe it's for to be more of background music and stuff like that and just a new vibe. Uh, it's really blowing up. So if you're a musician out there that can make that type of music, hit me up. We're starting a new uh, branch of our label. So Outside In Music, it will be called Outside In Selects, and that will be focused on... Um, this like lo-fi lo hip-hop jazz fusion kind of stuff it's not like fusion it's not like Mahavishnu Orchestra fusion you know it's like it's like uh, this kind of chill fusion thing not like this crazy stuff but uh, yeah so we're taking questions today I've got about 15 minutes if anyone uh, is dying to ask a question I've kind of because of being busy the last couple of weeks, my schedule for the show has kind of fallen to the wayside, so I apologize if anyone 
had been expecting it to happen at uh, at 12 as usual or at 1 p.m. Eastern as usual. Um, but we will be back on schedule for the rest of July, I think. Um, so Fridays at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern doing this live stream Q&A. And, and uh, I want people to let me know if they liked on YouTube and on Facebook, I was doing these trading sessions. And there were some people that I know were into them, but I wasn't sure if there were more people that were using them later or after the fact. So if you're a person that has been using those trading sessions, um, let me know if we should keep doing them. We did eight, eight of them. And if you don't know, have any clue what I'm talking about, I recorded a bunch of videos with some play-alongs that, um, uh, where we trade, just like we were hanging out playing tunes, you know, so uh, it's like a bunch of standards, blues, we did one with Coltrane tunes, we did a couple of Wayne Shorter tunes, so they're just labeled as trading sessions over on YouTube, so if you want to check those out, if you're looking for some stuff to practice, um, it was just fun to be able to see all the people uh, playing along with them, a couple people have recorded themselves and reposted them on online. I gotta say hello to Javier who just got in here, Dr. Javier Nero for his first single, Discord, came out on Tuesday on our label, Outside of Music. Um, and he just got engaged, so congrats, Javier. I saw the videos, super awesome, congratulations. Uh, let's go back here a little bit. I saw some questions coming in, from one from Alex, Alex Gurr. He says, do you notice alternate positions for notes like D, first or fourth as different timbres for the same notes? Uh, yes, this is a very interesting question. I really, I really, really like this question. And Joshua, I see your question also. Um, I'll get to back to that in just a second. Um, okay, so check it out. Um, I don't need to play anything. Um, the overtone series. So a note that you play in first, D, just above the bass clef staff is is in a different uh, and uh, is in a different overtone series than the D when you play it in fourth. It's in the partial where the F is, right? When you play the D in fourth, so it resonates differently. So yes, it has a different timbre. It, oftentimes, you have to make sure that you get the alternates to be just as rich and full as the regular quote unquote regular position. So it's really important to be able to uh, work on that. So number one, match up. You know, Steve Teray used to have us do this thing. You know, match up our alternates. Make sure they sound almost exactly the same. They're sort of the same. They probably weren't exactly the same. Uh, I always need to work on those as well. But to start to think about that, and then in conjunction with intonation, uh, thinking about, okay, if I play this in fourth, like it's going to sit differently than I played in first. Like try this. Get together with two other trombonists. Well, you can't right now. One, But when you can, have one person play... G in fourth, and then play like B natural in fourth, and then play your D in first, and then play your D in fourth and see what happens. You're going to be surprised that it's going to lock in in a different way in fourth position with everyone in fourth position playing the same overtone series than if you have one person playing a first and two people playing in fourth. It's a weird science uh, experiment, but um, it's it does work actually. So check it out. Uh, thanks, Javier. The glasses. All right, there's some questions over here on Facebook. I'm going to pull them in. So this is from Joshua Levinson, who I was talking about before, a great trumpet player. He says, most important question, how do you keep optimistic during this very stressful time? I love composing, but what if no one ever hears it or plays it? Well, that's a good question, man. Um, 
how do I keep optimism? I mean, you write music to hopefully share. I mean, I think we'll come out of this. I mean, if we don't, if if we never come out of it, we never play gigs again, at least I got some good music. I think we have to adapt, you know, like if it's like, okay, what, I, what about if I write tunes and then I can adapt them to an electronic situation where it's me playing with the computer? Maybe that's not ideal, but maybe that's what it ends up becoming. I just, I'm trying, I'm trying to be inspired by the times by the limitations. Like when I practice and when I teach, and I'm teaching right now this week, I'm always talking to students about practicing by using restrictions. So this is similar to me. It's you're using a restriction to um, guide the way that you're composing or playing, you know, you use that restriction. So for me, it's like, yeah, I can do live streams. I can connect with people here. So if I can get my computer to make the sound and I can play along with it and I can send it to Instagram and Facebook, then I'm good. Like I can do something, you know. So I, the stuff that I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about projects where people can record from home. You know, I'm thinking about projects that are much more, I mean, tight is the word that it comes to mind, but just meaning like very organized, very much like play exactly this. It's not going to be just free improvisation forever. You know, it's going to be very much uh, uh, more organized. And so that's what I'm thinking about in terms of trying to stay inspired is to come up with projects that fit the current moment rather than just wish that we could play like normal. Because what does that even mean anymore? And who knows? I mean, many of the clubs could be gone in New York by the time this is all over with. And so then what do we do? So, you know, I'm trying to just kind of be open and try to keep thinking about where we could get to with a quote unquote new kind of regular, new a new situation. So for me, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to use these as restrictions, just like improvisational restrictions and try to move forward. That's all we can do. Um, no matter where where you're at, whether you're in school trying to see about finishing school or you've been a professional for many, many years, that's all we can do. No one knows. So for me, that's how I'm trying to keep inspired. But I'll be totally transparent and honest. I haven't really written that much music. I've written stuff when I have like a job to do, like, hey, I need you to write something for, for this project or that. I've done that, you know, but I've been focusing on stuff that's very literal. You know, I've been focusing on stuff where I don't have to think that hard you know I've been writing um, I've been finishing projects where it's like it's mostly done you know so that's what we have to do that's what that's what I think about you know I just try to finish finishing up projects I was writing etude books which were mostly finished and I just need to finish a couple things I'm writing duets that are mostly finished trying to get those out into the world. So it's kind of, I'm just trying to be very practical in this current moment. And then I have this dream, these dream projects that I've started to think about and organize in my mind with some um, producers and arrangers and stuff. And so maybe some large ensemble stuff coming at some point, whether it's live or, or on the computer. So well, that's amazing. Josh, writing six new pieces. That's incredible. I haven't even written one new piece. <laughs> so, so I can't wait to hear it. One for George Floyd, beautiful. All right, one other, one more from Facebook, and we'll jump back to Instagram. We've got about nine minutes here. Glad to catch one of the last names. Do you have any recommendations for jazz albums released recently? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Javier Nero, great jazz trombonist. His album's coming out soon. He has a single that came out this week. It's called Discord, D-I-S-C-O-R-D, Discord, uh, and some other stuff that came out recently. Aaron Parks has a great record that came out. That's not really jazz trombone, but oh, you just asked jazz in general anyway. So there's Joshua Redman and uh, Brad Meldow, uh, Christian McBride, Brian Blade. They have an album that's either out or coming out soon. Um, 
that's a really great but i like that aaron parks record that's good um and what else come what have i been listening to um pat metheny has a new record which is pretty cool uh i know alexa tarantino just released an album recently um sorry my dog's barking in the background sorry about that <laughs> um i can't give him too much of a hard time it's his birthday um what are we talking about okay so oh so josh is telling me that that record's not out yet so it's coming soon next month next month so i'm looking forward to that one um let's see just go oh joshua levinson has a record coming out didn't know but he, he's got one coming uh i was listening to our blakey this morning which is not new let me pull up so the label we put out together a monthly playlist every month if you look it's on um Spotify. It's called This Is Jazz Today. So if you're looking for new stuff, you could go to that. But what are some other things? Uh, Jonathan Barber, great young drummer, has a record that just came out. Kurt Rosenrinkle has a great record that just came out. Gerald Clayton has a record. Oh, this is a single that came out. And, uh, oh, there's In Common 2 from Walter Smith and Matthew Stevens is a great record. Anyway, there's a lot of, there's a lot of here, a lot of new records coming out. So I'll send you to that. Set, go to um, Spotify. This is Jazz Today. It says curated by Outside of Music. That and those are some new records that I've been checking out. Um, there. All right. Going back here to uh, Theo Bennett on Instagram. He says I've been struggling with a problem sort of for a while. My ears are way beyond my theoretical knowledge. It almost feels like I'm dyslexic when I'm trying to keep up. And then it cut off. So that's all the question I got, Theo. I think it's a very common problem for people to have, especially young musicians or any musicians. Um, you got to catch it up. You got to take the time to catch it up uh, just so you know where to apply things and when, when and where to apply them. Um, check it out. This is where I start. There's, there's basically two camps of stuff you need to check out. Symmetrical scales and um, like key signatures, mode, scales right so symmetrical scales is stuff like the diminished scale chromatic scale whole tone scale augmented scale th those are in one place and then on the other side we have four parent scales this is lucas pino kind of talked to me about this years ago 2010 and i've just this helped me understand so much more so major major scale harmonic minor melodic minor harmonic major that's four right and so there's seven modes and seven, tri seven seventh chords in each one of those, right? So seven times four is 28. There's 20, 28, that's it. So we get 28 modes, 28 seventh chords, that, and that they're all diatonic. So don't just learn one, three, five, seven, learn them one, three, five, seven, nine, 11, 13. So then all modes are interchangeable with a chord symbol. And then you won't have any more theory problems. It'll take you a little while to understand what it is, but try to label them. And you can read some stuff out of a book that's cool. There's lots of great theory books. I recommend, uh, there's a theory book by Darius Tarafenko, D-A-R-I-U-S-Z is his first name. It's called Jazz Theory or something boring, but uh, it's like a textbook, you know, but um, that's a great book. But if you can go through it yourself, man, it's going to be super, super helpful. More, more, way more so than um, me telling you or somebody, some teacher telling you about music theory. Uh, you got to like learn it yourself, do it on the piano. So you're saying that so Theo is saying, okay, it almost feels 
like I'm dyslexic when I'm trying to keep up with the changes. So yeah, you don't have to use your eyes to learn tunes, you know, you don't have to. So if you're having trouble keeping up in that way with like following the changes with your eyeballs, this whole camp I'm teaching this week, we do everything by ear. You know, the camp I teach at usually with Alexa Tarantino in Rockport, Massachusetts every summer, we do everything by ear. You know, we get it backwards in Western music education a lot of time that we learn to see first and then to hear. So in my world, Theo, if you can hear all this stuff, you're way ahead of the game. And so catch, catching up the theory is easy. You just have to go put in the work and put in the time to understand it. And then you start to see this goes here, this goes here. It's kind of like paint by numbers. It's like, yeah, this chord, this sound goes with this scale. This sound goes with this chord symbol. And that and the important thing for me to remember is uh, which thing are you asking me to write down, Joshua? The, the four parent scales. Um, so you get those four parent scales and then you got those uh, uh, symmetrical scales, sorry. Uh, and then but by the time you got all those things figured out, you're going to have 95% of stuff figured out and uh, in terms of theory stuff. So just go back, Theo, take it one, one key center at a time, meaning major, melodic minor, harmonic minor, harmonic major, one at a time, seven modes, seven, seven seventh chords, build them up to the 13th, and you'll know the extensions, you'll know and then you'll be able to identify the extensions and know what what uh, what are the options, you know. And then you can start to hear them all as sounds. This is the thing that I get st stuck on um, with students is that um, it's like all theoretical, and we never actually just like play it. So that's something I've been doing with my students is trying to learn these sounds and that everything is interchangeable. The seventh chord is interchangeable with the 13th chord, which is interchangeable with the mode, because if you spell it up to the 13th, you're playing all seven notes stacked up. It's the same as playing the whole mode at the same time. So if you don't believe me, just play just play C major, C, you know, C, E, G, B, D, F, A, right? All natural stacked up is the same as if you take C, C, E, G, B, take that D minor triad that's on the top, D, F, A, the stacked up, put it in the middle, you get the major scale, right? So it's the same thing with every single mode. So uh, it's pretty straightforward when you go that way. Thanks, Joshua, I appreciate that. You're saying very kind words, and it's very much appreciated. Um, anyway, that gets, that gets me kind of like <laughs> worked up because uh, sometimes people just throw this knowledge and expect you to learn it out of a book, but you can't, you gotta go through it and look at it on the piano. So I have scrap paper, I took a, piece of big band score paper and I wrote out all this stuff on grand staffs like each mode each seventh chord each 13 chord until I could figure out what it was and so I had to go through it that's the only way I understood it I couldn't read it I didn't doesn't make any sense when it's words to me uh, obviously it makes sense but you know what I'm saying like you got to understand it through the lens of what it sounds like what it feels like that's what really it's about it's like the Phrygian mode feels a certain way. Ask Miles Davis. Go listen to Sketches of Spain, you know. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's going to have to be the last question for today. It's 12.59 uh, or 1.59, and I've got one minute until i got to be back at camp. So I'm going to jump off. Thanks for a great Q&A session today. Appreciate everybody being here. We'll be back next Friday uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central with uh, our Q&A. Until then, stay safe. Uh, please wear a mask. Don't be one of these anti-maskers. Thanks. Okay, see you guys later.